Right, we are on. Hello. Already. We're yeah. back. <laughs> Longer than uh than we said we would be. Yeah, it's little... March now. <laughs> little... <laughs> yeah, we said we'd see you the week after Christmas, but we um fucked that up, didn't we? Yeah, we've been super busy. Um working on issue number two and stuff. Well, that's the lie we're going to tell you anyway. <laughs> and, and we're uh, still here. We're still alive. And um, it's good to be back. So, um, have you been? Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, I've, <laughs> seen, I've seen you quite a lot in the last 48 hours, but um, mm. these li- these nice people haven't. Yeah. So, um, how, how have you been, mate? How have you been? Uh, good. We're both hungover today. Yeah, we're both um, exceptionally hungover today. So, no cans uh, like we usually do. That's I- the second episode in a row with no cans. There was some form of can. It just yeah. Wasn't... You had a you <laughs> you had a monster. Monster in a pot noodle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Monster in a pot noodle. What a comp. That's a student combo and a half. Man. It, it weren't great, and you had a go at me because you, kept, you could just hear me like suckling <sighs> on. Yeah. So no, no. Like you could you probably hear me slurping on this cup on this tea. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's right in front of you, mate. You were... No, I was looking for the biscuits. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your biscuit of choice today? Rich tea. Rich tea. Yeah. We did have a debate about that in the shop. Yeah. No, I think for my purposes today, rich tea, it will just do. It's classic, <laughs> it's understated. Settle the stomach, eh? Yeah, definitely. So I suppose um, we better talk about some music then, haven't we? Yeah, I mean, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. We are here to talk about music to you. Um, mm. I mean, in the last few months, um, there's been some pretty cool stuff that's been happening. Pretty cool stuff going on. Pretty mm. cool festivals that have announced some... Could say no festivals have happened yet. Good bands, <laughs> <laughs> some good bands. Um, what have you made in the last few months while we've been away? Um, it's already, already there's uh, two of my albums of the year so far, which has been really good, really good. So it's more promising this year than last year, I think. You yeah, uh, you you've seemed really positive about this year thus far. New year, I know new me. <laughs> yeah, I've turned the cynical one. I'm the arsehole now. Good. I've, I've grinded you down. <laughs> what so what if what is what are the bits you've been listening to then? Like what have you been Um well at the beginning of the year of without, you know, you know, it's not gonna be a surprise, the puppy record oh. uh, goat. Dude, that album just killed like beyond my expectations of what I was expecting, and it's just a all round good album. And it's probably one of the best representations of rock you're going to hear this year like oh, it's just sure. yeah it's just you know you don't really kind of get that sound anymore yeah that's the thing i mean like surprise surprise i think that record is phenomenal um and i'm not just obviously saying it because they were on our first cover um i think that record is outstanding mm-hmm. they are an outstanding band full of upstanding gentlemen and um yeah, it's just it's nice to hear something that's different and not shit. Not shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We hear we have to listen to a lot of shit things, and um, yeah, Charlie just rolled his eyes uh, like, fully. Um, that's good for an audio medium. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, it, it's fantastic to hear that that record was as well rounded and as well sculpted as i wanted it to be from very early on which is which is amazing mm. um what's your favorite track on the goat do you think uh stop it 
Tough. Um, I've probably already forgotten the name of it. Starts with a V. Ven- is it Vengeance? Track two, right? Yeah. Yeah, very, very good. Yeah, yeah, Big that. riff. Yeah, man. It's good. That's, yeah, best song. Um, there's some songs that I really like um, that just aren't, like, obvious bangers. But, um, you know, the track where um, it's not actually Jock singing. It's, um, uh, uh, yeah, Will sings on that, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, that's really cool. Mm. It's, a, it's a really nice thing to hear. And I think that... Um, I think my favourite song on it is but it's still bathing blood, man. Yeah. Blast beats. Yeah. Blast beats. And that little floaty vocal. <laughs> oh, it's very good, isn't it? It's very, very good. good. Um doing some weird things with your hands right now. Oh, I know. I just oh it's like just bloody good. Just reminds me of like Mr. Krabs, like <laughs> I like money. <laughs> that was awful. No. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Cut that out in the edit. Um yeah, so um, obviously we're going to preach puppy for <laughs> for the long haul. Um, they're touring this April, um, starting on the 17th in Southampton, and we will be there. Oh, they start in, in Southampton. Start in Southampton, yeah, the joiners. Um, uh, that's also three days after my 21st birthday, so Woo. party time. Um, that was fucking shit <laughs> Party time. Uh, what you just heard was um, Charlie grabbing himself a, a nice rich tea this podcast is sponsored by McVitie's oh god I fucking wish <laughs> fucking wish it was um, so there is I think there's another album um, that's come out so far this year that uh, you have been particularly keen on um, no He's eating his rich tea. But I guess... It's Ithaca. Yeah. <laughs> um, Slaps. Why, how, why, why, do you, why do you think Ithaca's so good, mate? Just is. <laughs> <laughs> the height of journalism. It just is good. I mean, how do you... <coughs> Excuse me. It's just... It's just... It, it's hard, man. But it's so good. It's, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> It's just sick. The first three songs, man, just get you fucking going. You kind of lose yourself in the album as well. Absolutely, and I think that that's true for... It is is on Holy Raw, right? I believe it's on Holy Raw. And, like, I do find that with quite a lot of Holy Raw records. Mm. I'll definitely kind of just lose myself in the album a little bit. That's definitely true for, like, that last Rado Tomasi record and the Mule record and stuff like that. Like, I always find... Quite a lot of the releases on Holy Raw now are very encapsulating and um, they do take you on a real wild ride. So it's nice to hear, to be fair, it's nice to hear a little more kind of straight hardcore sounding. I would don't you, is it, is it hardcore record? No, metal. No, yeah, it's, it, 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 what is, I mean. What is hardcore? <laughs> yeah, there's that big debate again, but um. I suppose it is a true melding of metal and hardcore. Um, so, it's metalcore. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not metalcore. It's not. You can't call that No, metalcore. I know. Um, but, um, yeah, that record is phenomenal. And um, they're playing... They're touring too soon. Um, Why is everyone touring in April? I know, it's so selfish. It's so selfish. And bands, you need to sort that out. Ithaca are playing some real tiny venues. Um, 
in particularly in Southampton on the south coast they're playing a venue called Suburbia District. Um, <laughs> um we are we have been partial to a few nights there, haven't we, Charlie? Yeah. Um but um yeah, they're playing Suburbia and um I think it will uh yeah, be that that will be a good show. Mm-hmm. Um unfortunately I well I think the we dynamic won't... duo being split up We're that night split for up. two gigs. Um, I think I will be covering Joyce Manor on the same evening at the Joiners while you go and watch Ithaca. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm pretty happy about that. I like Joyce Manor, but don't give me oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I I really like Joyce Manor. Um, but Jesus Christ, I'd rather <laughs> rather be watching Ithaca. <laughs> you can just don't go to Joyce Manor. Oh, but we need the coverage. Do we? <laughs> We're, um, we're a hit. We're, <laughs> it's a hit, boys. We're too big to fail. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, how how do you think um, how, how do you think this year is going to shape up then? Because um, there's some pretty interesting things still on the way. One record in particular that I'm now particularly excited about, but we'll come on to that in a bit. I think there's going to be a lot of rubbish, and. Some good albums, like every year. Brilliant. <laughs> Fantastic. But it's just good at the moment because we've had good albums come so early on. Yeah. So, um, so I'm a bit more chipper <laughs> than, uh, than I would have been. Um, yeah, I don't know. Some bands just need to sort out. This is, uh, I don't think there's enough um, uniqueness or authenticity. Um there's no kind of real uh, like subculture going at the moment. Like, I don't think. Like, yeah, yeah I see I, your I, argument for that. I mean, there's there's just not. There's yeah. like, I mean, what scene is there at the moment? There's not. Yeah, I suppose since um since your Code Oranges a couple of years ago. Mm. Now it's two thousand. When when that got two thousand seventeen came out, yeah, really early two thousand seventeen. Mm. Um, I mean, since then, we were really. I was really expecting um, hardcore to you know kind of do it a little bit, um, especially in the kind of mainstream eye. Um, but um, it didn't do what I thought it was going to do actually. Um. Which is a shame, but I mean, I think it was very wishful thinking on my part anyway. Well, those albums, those hardcore albums, um, done really great for them and kind of got more people to look at, especially like the supporting bands of those bands. Yeah. So like, um, well, that's the thing. Like, um, hardcore is such a weird one at the moment. And that's why I've been extensively researching at the moment. Like, uh, you know... It's such a weird genre looking back on it, you know, looking back on it from the 80s Washington DC scene to where it is now. Yeah, it's all... it seems like two different. Sounds. Well, I mean, the the kind of the way I I think I look at hardcore now um, is the fact that um, I, I think hardcore is now more of a mentality yeah. than it is a style of music. Yeah, I mean, um, the only kind of bands that really are uh, your traditional sounding hardcore bands would be like Turnstile or yeah. Higher Power or even Grove Street, even though that has hip hop bits. But like when you when that when people see hardcore now, they see like, you know, Bane, uh, Code Orange, 
Turns um, are up there. Yeah, definitely. But, um, but they they look at more like the beatdown. It's the heavier. Kind of... It's the metallic hardcore side of things, mm. and um, that's what often gets branded as hardcore. Yeah, now. and I I do think that um, it has been a certainly been an interesting year, couple of years for that for that genre because it is certainly a lot bigger than it was this time four years ago. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't. Oh, I would hazard a guess, you know, and say. You wouldn't really have like when Code Orange did that support tour with Trivium and Power Trip. Like mm. I'd hazard a guess and say maybe five years ago that they wouldn't have got that slot. Definitely not because of the like if they were at that stage in their career that they're at now, that style of music wasn't as popular really. Um, but yeah, it's kind of for me. I I feel like it started to fizzle itself out a little bit, which is a shame. Um, but. I'm sure there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be things coming from that genre, right? Code Orange, Code Orange in particular, now I think have made a blueprint for what that genre can be, um, and the the limits you can push that genre to. So you do get your veins and your Jesus pieces and your hate five six band name here <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so you're struggling to look for bands there. you get you do get those bands who are have direct similarities to your code oranges and like you do see bands popping up now that have direct similarities to your turnstiles and stuff um but i think that those bands are kind of from now i'm going to be seen as the blueprint for what people are going to start to do and the boundaries that they can push within that genre um but I don't know if I don't really know how I feel about that. I think we're still very early doors with that. I don't. Uh, it's not. Well, it's it's a hardcore is a subculture that shouldn't be in mainstream in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, that's because the, the I was whole talk about the next. whole hardcore, like you know the original the original kind of thing. It was like mm. try. It was like opposed to be a counter cunt, a counter, 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 counter. We can keep that in. <laughs> no, uh, Sorry, mum. Countercultural to what's going on at the time, um, but then to have it alongside with mainstream, mm. it doesn't seem right. Um, yeah, but yeah, so it's just it's a bit in limbo at the moment. Um, I think the thing I struggle with with that is obviously I want to see my favorite bands do well. Yeah. I want to see bands that I've followed for a long time do well. Yeah. Which is great. Um, which is great. And like you take a band like turnstile. I know we always fucking harp on about turnstile, but they are kind of the, the, for me of, they are kind of the band. Yeah. And, really um, I really like them. Yeah. And, um, obviously I want to see that band do well, but, the scene that they come from and the style of music that they play does is it obviously it's not totally suited to a mainstream audience, but to see it doing well is something very interesting. And I don't think that there really has been another era in hardcore where this has kind of happened with such a groundswell. Mm. Um, so I'm just really interested to see what's going to happen with it to be fair. Um, but yeah, any more thoughts on hardcore? <laughs> Um, That's all we fucking talk about. Yeah, but it's the most interesting one to talk about. Um, I don't know. Everyone needs to stop 
calling bands hardcore just because there's a beatdown. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's uh, a main point from me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything gets called hardcore when it's not. Um, so just kind of do your research a little yeah. bit. And just because a song has a beatdown in it doesn't mean it's good. Yeah, fair. Um, I guess my last word on it is uh, I like it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm probably going to continue to like it for the foreseeable future. Um, so one of the really kind of big things, there's a couple, well, there's a couple of songs um, that I wanted to talk to you about this week that came that you already have came out telling me to listen to and i say well not no i say i'll get around to it so we're gonna try we're gonna try a little thing um we're basically about to turn into a, a reaction channel um <laughs> so um a couple of songs have come out in the last kind of month or so um from bands that haven't put out material in a really long time um the first one being uh the new Alexis on Fire track. I didn't even listen to it. Yeah. That. So, <laughs> what? How, how do you feel about that band? Do you do you dig that band? Do you like that band? Like they had a really good album. Um, Is that Crisis? Probably. Yeah. 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 No. Oh, there's nothing. Uh, I don't find anything wrong with them. I'm sure I could find something wrong with them if I really dived into um, their. Um, Previous albums. Uh, yeah, no, I like that album for sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, I yeah, think... they just never really made enough impact on me. And that's fair enough. Like, I think what I was really surprised to see when they announced they were coming back in 2015, like, um, I didn't expect so many people to be as gassed Honk, about yeah. it as they were. I think that um, they kind of, because I caught them at that Reading show, when they played in 2015, it's like their first comeback show in the UK. Hmm. And they were really good. Um, and then they just kind of were a reunion band for four years. And now they're back. And now they're back. And they put out a single um, called Familiar Drugs. Um, I So the way this is going to work, um, I'm, we're going to do a little bit of background on whatever. I'm going to play Charlie the songs. We're going to go away for a bit. And he's going to give you his instant reaction to these tracks. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, we'll be back in a minute. I'm going to make him listen to some Alexis on Fire. Um, and then we'll see what he thinks. Nice. We're back. So, Charlie has just listened to Alexis on Fire's first single in 10 years. Uh, familiar Drugs. Um, what do you make of that then, mate? Sounds like the Bronx. Yeah, I was going to say that. And there's also another band that I think it Every really time I die. Like, no, that wasn't one that came to mind straight away. Yeah. Like, for more of the cleaner sounding vocals, it was every time. But for the, the main impression I was getting, I was like, this is the Bronx. Cancer bats. Yeah. It's been them verses. Them verses where George is just letting his voice real go. It really sounds like latter-day cancer bats for me. Um, like country mates, um, mm. but um, do you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Big riff on it, isn't it? I don't think it was that big. That first riff is a big riff. Uh, I I, I liked it. Uh, yeah, no, I was just the whole time. I think uh, I just kept thinking. I was like, this just this sounds like Does the Bronx. Does sound a lot like the Bronx. Um, I think that is a um, 
Which is nothing wrong, because I love the Bronx. I love the Bronx, so. yeah. Um, for me, that is a more youthful, I think the right word is to say, sounding Alexis on fire, than um, the last full-length album they put out, Old Crow's Young Cardinals, which I thought was a very, I really don't like saying it, but like a real put-together, mature record, really coherent. Um, I just fully burped when I said that. That was gross. <laughs> um, taste those... Um, um, but um, for me, that sounds very. They've kind of chucked everything that they can do as Alexis on Fire in, and just kind of mashed it about a bit. And this is what's come out, and I think it's really cool. Um, I mean, for, for that to be your first song you put out in ten years, that's a pretty fucking banging tune. I like. Um, I liked how it wasn't like. Because I was just waiting, I was like, oh, here comes a big chorus. But it wasn't like a big chorus. It was like kind of understated in a way. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I'm, I always fight um, when you get like on a chorus, when you get the clean vocals and they're mixed with like shouty. Yeah. But they're bo- both of them were a bit, they, none of them were like too obvious. They kind of worked somewhat in conjunction with each other. Um, one didn't overpower the other. So that was yeah. nice. Um, yeah. I think. For, I'd say for me for that, I liked it how it wasn't you know a catchy kind because that's the thing with these kind of bands that take a big break and come back they're like kind of do like a like a big single that's very like yeah um yeah no yeah it wasn't like inherently catchy it was good I mean the Bronx I like the Bronx um I kind of liked how where you thought I just kind of assumed the song was gonna end and then they start playing it like just. Half time, yeah, doing that and that was good. Uh, I kind of liked how it went to half time. Um, maybe could have done with quite, um, it's quite long in it. Yeah, or maybe some like lyrical changes. Like it could have been yeah, a better like yeah. bridge. Yeah, I, 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 I Alex on fire for me. I think the biggest weapon that they have in their arsenal is um, they've got three fantastically different vocalists mm. obviously dallas doing his all the clean stuff and his one of probably one of my favorite clean singers of all time mm. just because the dude is so powerful and he's a phenomenal guitar player as well um but he's so powerful yet he always remains really clean like his voice is always really clean it's really just really nice to listen to um you got george obviously just tearing the dude's throat. Like, dude's pushing 40, and I don't know how he can still do that. Um, he can do that live too, which I think is cool. It was quite apparent, like, there's some kind of um, vocal distortion effect put on it. It's like oh, that yeah. kind of... Um, A little bit. It's yeah. like that kind of radio-y mic yeah. kind of thing, which I, I'm fine with. That's... And I think, yeah, that's... I I really... I like it. I like what he's doing on, the, on, on that song in particular. And um, you got Wade, um, who comes in at the end. Um, Wade is he's probably my favourite vocalist in this band mm. um, he doesn't often I mean he doesn't sing a whole lot but um, what he does sing I think is always really fucking good and his vocal performance he only like sings like three four words in this song but like his vocal performance is so you can pick them all individually it's mm. not just listening to two people screaming at each other, you can pick 
each individual vocal part. What? And I think that's really cool. What genre does this sit in? Post hardcore, I think. Yeah. Because mm. it could have it could have gone very metalcore very quick. Um but no, yeah, I liked it. If the if you know, if it's just a single they put out, I mean if they if this is towards an album and if the whole kind of album yeah. went down this direction, I think it'd be a good album. And they haven't announced an album. Um they've put this song out on seven inch, which is cool. Um I mean on the, the quality of this, I'm kinda like, okay, I'm interested again now. Don't rush. Please don't rush. Mm. Like go slow, keep it chill. If take your time. If a record comes out of this, fucking amazing. Yeah. Cool. Sick. Because I wanted I'd love to hear more of that. The route that they've gone down on this. I would I'd just love to hear more of it. Um but yeah, Colour Me Intrigued Alexis on Fire. They're coming back over to do some pretty fucking huge shows. I think they're, they're uh, one huge show. They're playing Brixton Academy. Yeah. Um in June, I believe. Um I'll be going to that. So um yeah. Come hang out, watch some, watch me get drunk and sing some songs from my childhood. In the city. <laughs> um, the other song I, um, oh, I've wanted to gas at you about this for days now. I can see you're right um, here. Oh, it, oh, I'm, oh, I'm talking with my hands. I'm excited. Uh, I've got a I semi yelling. <laughs> <laughs> um. The damn things are back. Um, the damn things. If you don't know the damn things, supergroup comprised of members of Anthrax, Fallout Boy. Every time I die, I hate the term supergroup. Yeah, so do I. But this is a fucking supergroup of all of, of all the groups that claim to be super. You're fucking shit. The damn things are the supergroup. I don't give a fuck. They're they're the best one. I'll fight you for it. Um, but um, they used to have like members of Volbeat um, and stuff too. Um, they've come back, slightly new lineup. Uh, Keith Buckley from Every Time I Die, Joe and Andy from Fallout Boy, Scott Ian from Anthrax, um, and they've now added Dan from Alkaline Trio on bass, which is good because I like him. Um, and they put out a song. I think it's their first song in nine years since their album Ironic Last came out back in the day. Um, it's called Cells. Um, and I, well, I'm not going to say what, well, I, 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 Garner, you can, I can tell guess that you what like I it, think. But, um, um, but yeah, I'm going to make Charlie listen to this. Be back in a minute. We're back. Yeah, I had a really fucking good time during that. Um, a man possessed. Oh, fuck me. Um, guitar. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about that then? I had a few things. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, there, it was a lot going on. I saw, I, it was quite clear to hear different like almost like genre splicing um yes. so it was like some points it was like a kind of a country like bluesy kind of blues yeah it's like that yeah and then there were some elements to me that just seemed like like some like emo elements in there yeah um and then like when it was like building up to before he goes oh fuck it was like god that sounds like heck um and then yeah, it's, there's a lot going on, and then even that guitar solo. Um, I think I've always struggled with guitar solos. Yeah, same. Um, overall, I'm, and you know, his and his vocals are so 
it's so distinguished and it's just hard to separate his voice from every time i die i do think this sounds like it could have been on gutter phenomenon by every time i die mm. um if this was on gutter phenomenon by every time i die i think it would have been the best song on it um that's fucking bold um, it's but um yes with every member of that band it's so easy to kind of hear them in it yeah i think so everyone apart from scott from anthrax i think i think he's just along for the ride mm. he's a, <laughs> i'm a dick for saying that he's an incredible guitar player and amazing musician um but he's the only one i can't really pick did he do the solo no that's Joe from Fallout Boy. <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, that's got to be the dude from Anthrax. Those man. Fallout Boys can fucking play their instruments really well. <laughs> In it. I, don't know, I just thought, oh yeah, the solo, that's going to be like an Anthrax guy. In it. All the lead guitar in that is Joe from Fallout Boy. Yeah. Um, I have some thoughts. Um, I think it's my favourite song that's come out so far this year. Um, it came completely as a surprise as well. Just like, they were like, <laughs> fucking back. Hello. Is a song and a video, which is also fucking brilliant. Um, if you get a chance to watch a video, absolutely do. Because it's well good. Mm. Um, and um, I think that it's just really fun. That's the biggest thing I take away from it. I love the bit where in the verses where Keith Buckley is just sounds like a preacher. He's like, he's just kind of like throwing out words, just fucking like with no real, it's so like syncopated and on the beat. And it just, it all works so well. Um, the musician, musician, Musicianship. Oh, is that a word? Yes. <laughs> Musicianship. Fucking is now. Um, it's not a word. Is it, it is. It's actually a word. That's a horrible word to say. Um, yeah, that word on this song is. It's so cool. Um, the I think that my biggest surprise taken away. Um, Dan from Alkaline Trio's bass in this mm. is fucking outrageous it's good it's because a lot of times bassists kind of get washed out yeah. amongst the sound so it was very you could hear him um through in specific bits of the song which was nice to so hear those little chorus riffs he's playing yeah. oh, i'm not even gonna fucking mm -hmm. attempt that um but um yeah i'm so sold on this they've got a record coming out uh i want to say this month but that might be completely wrong. It might be at the. I think it's at the end of this month. Hmm. Um, it is called um, High Crimes. High Crimes. And after this, the quality of this single, I am so excited for it. And I think I've got a bit of a. I fancy Keith Buckley anyway. Yeah, <laughs> he's. I think he's. <laughs> He's absolutely one of my favourite singers of all time. Defo, yeah, he's, he's got such a good voice. It's so distinctive, and his scream is so distinctive as well. Um, it, it's just fantastic. And this band have, have always put out amazing music videos, and that there's no, no exception for this track too. Um, 
So yeah, uh, any final thoughts on sales by the damn things? I liked it. Um, like I said, it's so clear to like every. I don't know. I mean, they all it all work, came together, but it was so like individual. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, and that's cool. I think that's what's cool about this band. It's always kind of been like that. Um, which is probably what I'm not used to. Um, so I'll definitely have to keep listening to it. But as first impressions go, I liked it. Obviously, yeah. point out there's a lot of genre splicing in it, which I liked. Um, yeah, I'm. Yeah, more curious about that. Yeah, way more curious about that than I would be with the Alex Alexis on Fire song. Yeah, me um, too, absolutely. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, watching from the sidelines. Yeah, if you get a chance to stick on their uh, their album that came out nine ten years ago, mm. uh, Ironic Last um, this week, absolutely do because I'd love to know what you think about that album. Um, okay, I think it's really, really bloody good. Um, really bloody good. I think we can. Um, what, to be fair, we're, we're in like forty minutes, but forty. No, we'll, we'll 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 talk about one more thing, shall what we? we? What we got? Hmm. I'm sure we can think of something. Um. Oh, actually, yeah, I can. Bit upsetting note. Um, Obviously, we found out news yesterday of um Keith from um the Prodigy, uh, and I kind of wanted to talk about the Prodigy a little bit. Um, I know I'll be ending it on a sour note, but I think in a way it's kind of good to address it. I mean, you know, it's it, it's such a shame because when we kind of heard that he died, you know, your first instance was uh, it's going to be drug related because of his past. But the facts, it, you know, I don't know what method it was, but, you know, he, he killed himself. And it's really sad you know, is really 49 sad. and 49, like, yeah. and when you look, Prodigy were like, this is the thing about Prodigy, right? They weren't, I'm not going to say sit here and they were one of my favorite bands, but from like early doors, you knew who Prodigy, you just grew up with it. And it was like, the, these yeah. are the, these are the, the guys. And like their sound was just so, it was so like kind of universal because like, it doesn't, don't matter what genre you liked yeah. it. Everyone liked the Prodigy, right? Caves of punk. Really? Yeah. You know, that's my route in. Yeah. To it. I always remember, I, d I don't know if you can remember the first time you ever listened to Prodigy or heard of Prodigy. I absolutely. It's fire start for me. Yeah, and it's that fire came start out... for me. <laughs> that came out when I was born. Yeah. Ni crazy. 96. Crazy. I always remember, I, I reckon I was about eight or nine, um, sitting with my old man. Flicking through the music channels. Yeah. Um, and uh, flicked on Kerrang! And fucking that wah guitar on Firestarter you know, comes in. And um, my dad was like, oh yeah, sick. And I'm like, what is this? Like, I've never heard anything like this before. And then you got that image of Keith in the tunnel, mm. that big old tunnel. It's iconic. It's... Pumpkin instigator, like oh, that I'm is a fire starter. Oh man, it's just you know, uh, and luckily I've seen him twice. I mean, only last like once last year as well at yeah. Victoria's Fest, and you know, and you kind of forget 
their catalogue. I mean, they have so many fucking hits. It's unreal. I didn't get into the Prodigy really until quite recently. Um, My housemate, Joe, is a fucking Prodigy super fan. He's an obsessed. He loves the Prodigy. And... um, when we moved in together, he obviously played a lot of Prodigy, and I was like, "Oh fuck me!" Like, this band are legit. Like, they are legitimately fantastic. Um, Fat the Land's my favorite one. I mean, like, and even oh, I don't know. There's so just about their music. Like, it's so simple, but obviously there was way more depth. Of it. Like, say for example, like I, I'm I'm no musician myself, but Invaders Must Die. That bassline's sick, and I love yeah. playing it. Yeah. and it's just so. That's what I like, and that's again. You can kind of see like the punk elements in there because it's so simple. Like it doesn't need to be like I don't know. It just works. It worked so well. Mm. Club music that's accessible to everybody. Mm. Uh, it just goes deeper than that, though. Oh yeah, so... it does. They're they're a legitimate band. There's no. There is what I often find with dance music. I. I don't even know if I'd call the Prodigy a dance band because I don't mm. necessarily think they are. But um, I, th- I always find I can, I'd always kind of pick bits and be like, oh yeah, I know that part of that song mm. by whoever. As soon as you hear a Prodigy tune, you fucking know it's a Prodigy tune. Mm. You know the signature simps they use, you just know what they're about what they are and um incredibly sad incredibly mm. big big loss it's just like the impact they had i mean the first time i saw them they played ali pali i want to say 2015 mm. maybe and you know i think yeah that was the first time i went to ali pali as well obviously poor like of a venue but <laughs> i'm happy it get it was so generational that band like there yeah, was for sure. I mean at the time I think I was about eighteen, and there was like people in their thirties and forties, their old shit polo tops and whatever, and they were fucking, you know it was so like, it was just so interesting to see like just different like the age range spectrum of like yeah, and yeah no everyone just got behind it everyone that's the thing I I feel like since since the prodigy, kind of broke and became a a massive band um they have kind of had a tune for a song for kind of every generation a song yeah. for everybody like my old man firestarter and breathe and i think more for our kind of it i think invaders Bre- must die and like omen omen exactly yeah. um they're so accessible but they still go so hard um yeah, give the prodigy your time this week. Um, very very sad. And you know, just to see on Twitter like the, you know, the responses from like uh, loads of industry people, you know, bands and stuff, you know. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it they just changed the game for everyone. And there's probably a lot of music now that exists that wouldn't have if they didn't do what they did. 100%. And so it's. It's horrible to see, but you know, just kind of, unfortunately, these things happen. But just kind of try, because obviously it's all all over the news everywhere. Just don't 
I'd say just try and remember like what they did rather than just focusing right now. on yeah just kind of celebrate their music as opposed to looking at the the tragic side yeah. of things but um yeah I, I know for a fact after talking about this I'm just going to be listening to a project stick fat land on this week if, they, if you're going to do anything give a fuck the two songs that we just spoke about mm. give fat of the land a spin because um yeah it's exceptional um but yeah um hey flint man big up legend here yeah. I am. yeah um but yeah sorry to end on a rather sad note but um we are back we are back we are back we're glad to be back it feels good to be back mm-hmm. um yeah we'll kind of we won't talk about too much about what's happened with the second issue and stuff, but there's some good things in the works. I mean, I can tell you it's really fucking good. <laughs> I mean, so as content-wise, go for it. The cover band's locked in, done, signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm yours. And, <laughs> and yeah, uh, you'll know later when the issue starts coming together and we start teasing it. Uh, got some great bands in this issue and I think we're definitely going to try and explore more maybe like more opinion features I'd like to have in there a bit more talking perhaps maybe like genre bases and stuff because that's something I'm quite interested at the moment Um, it's going to be a really good issue and I think it's going to be I think in some aspects a lot different from our previous issue but it's still going to be very 54 but yeah you're going to see yeah uh, a good fucking issue there so um as time goes on, you'll see. And it'll be our gift to you. But yeah, we'll, um, we are back, so we'll see you soon. Um, it has been lovely to talk to you all for the last hour. Um, bye, everyone. Bye. I don't think the Brim of the Horizon record's that bad. There, I said it's on the podcast. No, fuck! <laughs>